Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi. Welcome to the Expressing Motherhood podcast. My name is Lindsay Cavett. And today I'll be talking to Los Angeles mom and writer Jillian Lauren. Jillian has a new memoir out titled Everything You Ever Wanted. She's also written another memoir titled Some Girls, My Life in a Harem. It was a New York Times bestseller. And she has another novel that she wrote titled Pretty. She writes for a ton of other places, um, the New York Times, the Paris Review, Vanity Fair. So clearly she's an established writer, and I'm so excited to have her here on the show. She has done spoken, um, lots of spoken word venues, such as The Moth. She's been on the Howard Stern Show. And she and her husband, Scott Schreiner, who's the bass player from Weezer, adopted their son, Teraku, from Ethiopia in 2009. So we're going to talk to Jillian as soon as I get her on, I swear. Let's see. Coming to you live from my closet. Oh, gosh, people, hang in there with me. It's going to be good when I get her. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hopefully you're still there. I'm texting Jillian from my closet. (sighs) Let's see if this works. Nope. It's not working. I don't know why. And this is live. This is live. Holy moly, this is live. I might just have to delete this. Jillian? Hey. Oh, hi. Sorry about hi. that. Hi. Okay. How's it going? Are we well, are we live? Oh, lady, we are live. Um, yeah. Oh, great. So, welcome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. I know. Well, there was an introduction, and then there was like a minute of me kind of floundering, but now you're on, so it's okay. Whatever. It is what it is. But thank you for being on here. I basically I I introduced you and your books and. Then there was that moment, but I'm glad you're here. Right, well, for for all those who have stayed with us. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mom, are you there? No, people are going to listen. Right. They will listen. But anyway, so 
basically, I wanted to, you know, I met you at Mom Two Summit, which is a mom mm-hmm. blogging conference about a month ago in Phoenix. And um, I don't know, have you ever been to a mom conference before? I had not. And I mean, in fact, it was my first blogging conference at all. And I had a blast. And did you go to promote everything you ever wanted? I did. Or everything you, yeah, you did. I definitely mm-hmm. did. I, I had been meaning to go for years, and something had always gotten in the way because mom. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, but this year I had a more compelling reason to go because I, I obviously wanted to get my book, Everything You Ever Wanted, into the hands of people who I think really are my primary audience. Although I think the book is really relevant to everyone, I really wrote it for moms. Right. And, I, you know, I haven't really – I've only been to blog her, which I found too big, and I, I won't uh-huh. be, you know, probably doing that again. But um, I really like Mom 2 Summit. I, found, I find it to be like a small, intimate conference, and I love that I met you. And now you're doing my podcast, you know um, – Jillian's like, yeah, it's fabulous. And so, no, I'm kidding. I once I got you on, we're rolling. But I do find that to no, be it's a good terrific, conference. and I feel the same way. It was great to meet you, and I, I met a lot of really interesting women, and we had a good time. Totally. So as soon as I got back from the conference, I bought your book, Some Girls. I mean, and we could talk about that for hours. But uh-huh. um, no, it's amazing, and. But the premise of this podcast, you know, is more about you being a mom and your creative mm-hmm. process. And so I was trying to think of you and your writing in the context of being a mother. And one of the things, you know, I was thinking about is, which I love, is how revealing you are. And I was wondering if, you know, clearly you don't, you know, censor yourself so much, but I was wondering if you do feel yourself censoring yourself in everything you ever wanted since you have now, and if you're thinking about him reading the book, or do you? I'm just, I'm just wondering about that. Well, let's just say for people who haven't read my first memoir, that my first memoir, Some Girls, yes. is about how I went from being a nice Jewish girl from New Jersey to being a member of the harem of the Prince of Brunei. That is true. That really happened. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And uh, so, yes, you're right. That was that was a bit more scandalous, that book. Um, and then this memoir is really how I went from being a member of a harem to a member of the PTA. And obviously there are going to be different considerations in writing this book. Now, I wouldn't say that I censored myself. I think that writing a memoir is always mm-hmm. uh, an editing process. You know, you can't, you can never include every single thing that went on every single day uh, of your life <laughs> from mm-hmm. um, oh, right. when you start, when the story of the memoir starts, when it ends, because that would be totally boring. Um, so I definitely had my son in mind every day that I sat down to write the book. I thought, you know, this book is a gift to my son. Uh, and I want it to be something that I will be proud for him to hold in his hands one day and that I'll be proud for him to have when I'm gone someday. And um, so so that guided me in what I wrote. Now, that said, the whole point of this book was to tell the real truth, you know, and, and tell a very honest story Um and uh, and that's what all the reviews have said about it. That's what you know people who 
contact me, email me, and reach out to me say about it is that they, they appreciate the honesty in the story. So I, I don't think that in order to write something that is a gift to my son, that that means that I have to present our lives like it's some Pinterest board of, you know, some glossy facade of happiness and joy and perfect all the time because, you know, I don't don't think that – I don't think that that there's any shame in our struggles, and I think that, you know, I share them so that other people can connect to them and that maybe they can offer some help to people who are going through the same thing. Yeah, no, I think it's great. And I think, you know, I think sometimes with my own self, sometimes I will present something and then one of my family members might text me and say, God, it seems like your life is going so poorly. And then another (laughs) friend might say, like, it looks like you're going out all the time and you're having a blast. And then I start to think, God, how am I, you know, presenting myself? I don't want to be too negative or too positive. And then I start to overthink it, I guess. You know, and I think just what you're saying is interesting, especially with the memoir, but I think we um, have to be really careful about judging other mm-hmm. people's lives, the entirety of other people's lives, by a Facebook post. Um, yeah. And that, you know, everyone wants to have their big opinions all the time about everyone else's lives mm-hmm. because it makes them feel a little bit more in control of theirs. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe they glance at your life at a moment that you went out twice in a week or maybe they glanced at your life (laughs) at a moment that you were struggling and you were sharing honestly about that and obviously the whole picture is something that is is way broader and richer and more complicated Um, and so you know it was wonderful getting to write a book because Mm -hmm. I feel like I, I could show all of the different facets. And as much as I love blogging and I love social media, um, a lot of times they give such a soundbite that, um, yeah. you know, that, that there is there is a richer story to be told. Mm-hmm. I know. And I just, it's funny, I went to the Grove yesterday and bought everything you ever wanted. I was with my son and his friend oh, having a little good. play date. I know. And then I flipped to, I just flipped uh, it open right before, you know, just about a half hour ago. And I, and you talked about being at the Americana and, you know, I, I mean, it just, and then you're, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I For know. For people who don't live in like L.A., those are, two, yeah. uh, those are two outdoor malls, and they're very similar. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like a Disneyland for parents. Um, yeah. But, and then, you know, you talk about Terrico having his, I don't want to say, you know, tantrum or just his moment of having hard feelings. Um, right. Well, there then, are. I, mean, I that, call them tantrums. They were tantrums. Okay, I wasn't sure. Okay, <laughs> I didn't a, want to. That you was know, a tantrum. Some, right. it's, yeah, I mean, Tarek yeah. used to, when we were really, um, you know, before he had been properly diagnosed and before, um, you know, when he was still more pre-verbal, he would have these violent tantrums ten times a day. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we didn't really know that mm-hmm. we were we're dealing with the effects of early childhood trauma because um, my son was adopted at 11 months of age, and so, you know, he had that whole first year of his life that was really traumatic for him. And mm-hmm. uh, And also he has something called sensory processing disorder or sensory integration issues. And um, 
so he was processing sensory information in a way that we didn't understand at that point. So we were sort of unable to um, employ any strategies to help him. It took it took a while for us to figure out what was going on. Right, and I know you. So Julian writes about that quite a bit in everything you ever wanted. And I saw part of your TED talk last night, which is amazing. Thank um, you. And when? Oh God, you're welcome. So when are you writing? What is your? Somebody actually, Elizabeth Jane Liu. She texted me this question for you last night of flourish and progress, and she said, uh-huh. "What's your?" Um, do you have a certain number of words you aim for a day, or do you have a time frame that you write in? I mean, I'm I assuming do. I, I, I do both grade. of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very disciplined writing schedule, and usually I drop Tarek off at school and I go straight to my office. I have an office that I share with a bunch of friends um, where we all, you know, we all rent desks in this office. Um, so it's like a mm-hmm. co-working space, a communal working space. And uh, and that's really helpful to me because it helps with accountability, you know. And, uh, and, and yeah. I go there and I try to work on my primary project for mm-hmm. three or four hours. Um, you know, wow. and that includes breaks for almonds and tea and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and, then, and then if I still have time, I'll have a little lunch, and then I'll work on my blog or my, my business, my emails, that kind of thing. But, um, you know, I try to really carve out that much time in the morning that I'm not on social media, that I'm not doing anything else, that I'm just mm-hmm. working on my book or, you know, I mean, for, for a year it's been my book, but, you know, script or whatever it is that I'm working on. And so when then when will you go? Do you do that Monday through Friday? I'm wondering like yeah. when you go to the grocery store. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, I go to the grocery store on the way home, and I don't do. go okay. as much gotcha. as I should. And something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sometimes you know, my my husband goes to the grocery store, and sometimes right. uh, my son and his babysitter go to the grocery store. It's all yes. we all fly by the seat of our pants around here a little bit, and. Now, I definitely sacrifice a lot of um, what I would look, what I would like my home life to look like. I definitely yeah. mm-hmm. sacrifice some of that in order to be able to do my creative work. That's I. That's interesting. I know. A couple of weeks ago, I said, "Oh, I'm just going to let the house." be a little bit dirty, not a little bit, it got a yeah. lot of it dirty, because yeah. I was just creating, I was just like, I felt like I just kept creating, you know, and I was like, well, whatever, This I'm going to have to let this go, although clutter does bother me quite a bit, but yeah, I, I see what you're, I just kind of let it go, and then I, I do have somebody on Friday who comes and cleans, so that was obviously a huge help, but it right. got pretty so dirty do I. and I, yeah. I think it's also really important to acknowledge that for all of us who are yeah. struggling to find yeah. time to do stuff that, um, right. you know, if you can delegate yep. anything, I mean, I prefer to delegate stuff that isn't time with my kid or mm-hmm. time with my work, you know. So if right. I can, if I can at whatever time in my life, if I can uh, outsource cleaning my house, then mm-hmm. I will. Yeah, I agree. I know. Um, and then I know it's easy, 
you know, that's right. If we're in a position to do that, and so I think it is important to acknowledge. There was an article a couple months ago saying that some creative people, you do have to acknowledge that it is nice to have, you know, if you're in a position like that. Because then other women who are working full time as well as trying to write their books and take care of their kids, you know, that's right. That's crazy too for them. Um, and I but, think um, that oh. So much of the time, whatever position we're in, if we're in a position to be able to have childcare, or if we're not, or um, that it, we still will make it so that it's never enough. You know, we're never right. doing enough. Uh, we're never doing it well enough. We, mm-hmm. you know, that's you know, something doesn't look like you know somebody's blog post about you know autumn crafting. Or something. Yeah. No, I know. Like, darn. I know. I didn't do any autumn crafting. I'd be yeah. a terrible okay. mother. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just um, something always has to give. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I, I was going to say, so speaking of cranking out work, so you've just, were you on a rigorous book tour this last month? Oh. I just got home two days ago. I'm still talk about clutter. My son and my husband have been home alone for two weeks. I walked in. I was like, ah, no. how is there so much crap on my countertops right now? Um, yeah. It's just like everything. Like right now I'm looking yes. at a tiny sombrero. I'm like, why do we need a tiny sombrero? You know, yeah, a tiny car, oh, no. six tiny planes, mm-hmm. fourteen book bookmarks about dinosaurs. You know, just like ah. yeah. Uh, uh, but yes, yeah. so I was on I was on a tour for the last three weeks. Uh, Taraku and okay. Scott, that's my son and my husband, came with me mm-hmm. for the first week of it, and it was really fun. We went to New York, and the boys just had such a terrific time. They were going to the park and throwing a Frisbee and going to the museum and just riding the subways. <laughs> it's pretty much Tarek's favorite activity yeah. And uh, while yeah. I was working. And and we, we had such fun. He was able to come to my readings, a couple of my readings. And, uh, you know, he I, I, was, I was able to read to him about uh, the part of the book that's about adopting him in Ethiopia. And uh, mm-hmm. he he ran up to me afterwards, and he threw his arms around me, and he said, "I'm so proud of you." <laughs> like oh, pretty, one of the best moments of my is, entire life, pretty that, much. That 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 would be amazing. And he, how old is he? He's seven, He's seven and a half. The half is very half, important, right. as that we is all important. know. Wow. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I don't think my kids have said that yet. That they're proud of me. I mean, I know I know they feel it, but that's great yeah. that he said that. Yeah, it's so great. And and for all of the guilt I have, it never goes away. Yeah, you know the guilt right. and the time that I miss with him. When we have a moment like that, I and I realize that you know he gets to see me working toward my dreams and my creative dreams and that that is a valuable thing. It doesn't make up for the time that I miss with him, but but that it's valuable. And another thing that I see that you value is your friendship, especially I've seen it on Instagram with um, 
fellow L.A. mom and writer Claire Bidwell-Smith. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just so important as moms, especially in today's culture of putting so much of our time into our kids. Um, mm-hmm. I think valuing our friendship is just, you know, so important and underrated. And I was wondering how so you two important. met. How often, oh, I'm sorry. What, what's yeah, your question? Right? Go ahead. Oh, that's right. You can talk about whatever you want about it. But I was gonna, how did you all meet and, you know, how frequently do you get together? And, I mean, it's amazing that you're both, you know, published authors and have each other. And uh, It is so great. I, I value my relationship with Claire so much. And how we met is I, uh, we had mutual friends. I think maybe her mm-hmm. husband at the time um, had interviewed me for something. And my book had come out. And her book had not, um, or her first book, she hadn't even written it yet. And she called me to ask her advice about a book proposal. And so, uh, you know, I talked to her a lot about writing a book proposal. She sold her book, her first memoir, The Rules of Inheritance. And mm-hmm. uh, and then, uh, you know, this beautiful friendship blossomed from there. And then she moved to L.A. And then we got really close. And, um you know, we have both struggled a lot, as we all do, with with motherhood, with our relationships, and it's been so important to yeah. have a friend who I can just be totally real with and who is also trying to balance, you know, being a professional, mm-hmm. creative person and being a mom and and just being our own selves and trying to have some kind of a life, you know, that is individuated from all of that. Oh, well, that's that's great. I, yeah, I wondered how you guys met. Um, what was I going to – sorry. And, uh, okay, so I, know, I was looking at the time. We have about eight minutes left. And okay. another um, – so here's another – Something else that I was thinking of when I was, I you know, I read Some Girls when I came back last month, and the the part that really s- struck me was when you talked about getting your tattoos, mm-hmm. about how you wanted it. I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth because I, but um, to not to define you, but to kind of be a marker of what you've been through, or where you've been. And I was thinking in terms of now that you know we're moms and myself. I'm 38, you know, and not that it matters, but sometimes I want to go, like, break glass or do something, I don't know, you know, just almost like rebel, essentially. But it's like, uh, yeah, you're 38, you have three kids, you know, and I don't know, not that getting a tattoo is rebellious, but I don't, do you ever feel, I don't know, how, like, you want, you know, like you want to do something more like you did when you were younger. Well, not not go join a harem again, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying here, Done Jillian. correctly, one only joins a yes. harem once in one's lifetime. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I come from being a, a radically non-traditional person. You know, yes. I had a pretty wild life, and I was always a free spirit, and by the time we we tried for so long to have a family, so by the time Taraku came along, <clears throat> I was really ready. I was really, really yeah. ready to you know put yeah. some of that behind me. Now, did I know yeah. that uh, you know the kind of parenting that my child was going to need uh, was going to be 
so structured. No, I thought, mm-hmm. and, you know, I was going to be the fun mom. I'm like, I, I'm the right. creative fun mom. And, uh, and, yeah. and then it turned out that, you know, we've got creativity and fun pretty much covered. Uh, and yes. really what Taraku needs is he needs a tremendous amount of structure and routine and mm. discipline, and that makes him feel safe. Wow. Um, and that yep. makes him feel in control and understand his world more. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and so I had to learn to be, uh, and am still learning to be. This is not my strong suit. Um, you know, a much more routine-oriented, structured person about our lives and our schedules. And uh, oh God, it pisses me off all the time. I'm like, really. Really? Like, I have to be the constant, structured, disciplinarian me? Wow. Come on now. Yeah. Um, Wow. And, Uh yeah, I I feel that I'm very lucky that I have my writing because there's a place that I can be as free as I want and write the most twisted, horrible stuff, the wildest, you know, uh, my, my therapist always encourages me to just, you know, any, any fantasies that I may have of whatever, leaving my family, moving yep. to China and faking my own death or whatever, yeah. um, <laughs> that I should, I should just write them out and just write through them, write through them to the end, you know, and, and uh, I think that we can all find places that we can express our our shadow selves or our our desires that we feel ashamed of, we all have them. Mm-hmm. You know, our our, our darkest, yeah. messiest, most chaotic thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, if, if we can find creative ways of expressing these things, I think they're a lot less likely to come and eat our lives. Yeah. Wow. Now that that's I know. Otherwise, yeah, they manifest in different ways. I think in harmful ways, which are you know not good for the family. Right. I like that though to write it out. Um, and so, what? Speaking of, what's your next project? Do you already have something in the works? I do. I'm working on writing a musical right now, and uh, I've just always really, really loved musicals, and that was my dream. So I'm doing it. And oh the God. subject is still a secret because it's still a little baby. So I, I don't really talk okay. about my projects when they're at the very, very yes. beginning stages. But it is a musical. Okay. That's awesome. That's so different. Well, good, good. I okay, know. We won't talk I, about I, that. Like to, I like to keep it interesting around here. <laughs> I'm sure you do. And um, Okay, let's see if I have questions here. I think we've hit a lot of them. Thanks for being on my podcast. I'm just Thanks learning. Thanks for Jillian, having me. How fun! Tell. No, you're welcome. Um, I think I think that was it. So everybody, go get your her new book, Everything You Ever Wanted. I have it here. I can't wait to read it. I literally was staying up too late for myself re- reading Some Girls. I read it in about two nights when I got back. And Thank you. I'm getting the same, getting the right. same feedback about everything you ever wanted. Everyone's saying oh, that, I'm, I'm that sure they couldn't put it are. down. So not to not to brag, 
on my no, own work or anything. No, you should brag. But. Your writing's exquisite, so it's amazing. And you can find out more about Jillian if you go to her site, um, JillianLauren.com. But I think that's it, Jillian, and it's about to beep on me and tell me we're out of um, time. But thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. It was so nice to talk to you and all of your listeners. Thanks. Okay, bye, Jillian. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. All right, thanks for joining me on the Expressing Motherhood podcast, a work in progress, people. Hang with me. I love hearing what these women have to say. I am sorry that I am a little uh, slow to figure out this whole beast, but I'll get there. Join me next time on the Expressing Motherhood podcast. Thanks. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.